Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real podcast with your host Victoria and Sawida. So what's going on? How's your week been? My week has been good. It's been all right. It's a bit gloomy. So gloomy um, and rainy and cold. I, I feel like the weather changed overnight. I know. But like then it's... I kind of really like winter, so I'm kind of happy about it. But I don't like, I like cold, but I don't like wet. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like when it's wet and windy, it's just, ugh. Exactly. Ick. Exactly. So um, we thought we would discuss the whole Molly May and Patricia Bright fiasco. <laughs> that happened just for the sake of it like Mm -hmm. it's kind of old news now but hey let's go for it what do you think what's your thoughts (laughs) so i love auntie patricia auntie patricia if you hear this like (laughs) ain't no slander around here like we love you and the thing is about with me so my take on the whole thing is um if you guys don't know what happened molly may had like a massive giveaway um and she was giving away like loads of lv bags and um uh and i a mac and mm-hmm. all of these things like just like lots of like luxury Design goods items. um and um when the day of the giveaway um patricia bright was like wow like you know i gave away ten thousand pounds but it seems like you know people want designer items more than they want like kind of self-development whereas patricia bright's giveaway was not really like a giveaway as such i wouldn't even call it a giveaway i, I would call, call it, a, it a grant it was more like a, um, yeah so you had to have a business or a personal development reason to obtain the grant mm-hmm. and it wasn't 10k for one person it was 10k split between three people and um, there was like levels of winning so i think one person got 5k another got three and another mm. got two um and yeah like it was a long application process you had to say why you needed the money what the money would do for you and you know like so basically it was like it was a grant application mm-hmm. um and a there was mixed reviews from the TL. Some people were like, oh, we didn't even know about it. Some people were like, how can you compare the two? Like, um, I personally applied for it because I needed it for like business and personal reasons. I don't really um, see that much about it. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. Like I barely saw, mm-hmm. I think I saw like something, but I didn't really look into it because mm-hmm. I was like, well, I don't have a business. So yeah. there's no point. Yeah. And I think a lot of people felt that way as well because it was so like, directed towards people who already have businesses or something that they have going on exactly so exactly and i think that's kind of where it came from for me personally like when i first saw her tweets i was kind of offended because i was like Mm. wow like you know the people that did actually apply you're kind of saying that our recognition wasn't enough for you you Mm. needed it to go viral like if you're doing it to help black women you're doing it to help people you shouldn't care whether it goes viral or not it's not about the viral it's about who you actually do help and people that actually need it because it's an amazing opportunity Mm -hmm. but molly mays wasn't about opportunity it was about things it was just like giving back to her followers like because she feels you know really blessed to be where she is right now and it was just like let me give you a little bit of something back to show my appreciation for all of your support. Exactly. So I feel like the two of them shouldn't have been compared no, anyway. They're two no. completely different things. Yeah. And from Patricia, I just felt it was kind of bitter. Yeah. I don't know because let's put it in, I know that they're not friends, but they have done a video before and yeah. it's kind of like, I don't know, it just it just gave me like Mean Girl vibes. And yeah. Nah, I was and on for that. me, like I feel like she was kind of attacking like 
her kind of following as well, like the the wider black community, because she was basically saying that, oh, you people will only pay attention to things that are designer and um, basically like black people only care things. about brands. Exactly, but no, your 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 grant just didn't apply to everyone. Exactly. So everyone can have things. Everyone can have designer stuff, but I'm not going to apply for a scholarship for something if I know that I'm not eligible for it. Exactly. But I'm Why eligible for designer bags. <laughs> Everybody's eligible. Everyone's eligible. And also, it was very, very easy to apply. Like, exactly. to Molly's one, like, you just literally had to like ah. and put it on your story. Like, that takes five seconds. Exactly. Whereas Patricia Bright's now, you have to sit down, write dissertation, do this, <laughs> do that. that. Like, it's too much. It was no too much. No one has time for all that. I just felt like sis was doing a bit too much. And for me, like, I don't mind applying for that because it's a grant. Like, I would expect the application to be, you know, a bit more like a bit more work mm. but there can be different things that's yeah. like you it, just did it, i just felt the comment didn't need to be it said it just was so unnecessary line. and then she just kept digging holes further by trying to explain herself and but i feel like her evidence. explanations were cop-outs because girl <laughs> that like why didn't you say that in the beginning if that's what you really it's you true. knew what you meant exactly true she knew what she you meant knew what she meant. knew what she meant and i feel like Again, I don't want to ever get in Auntie Pat's bad books, but I feel like Patricia Bright needs to understand that she's in a different lane to these new age influencers. 100%. I feel like she's kind of like dying to be like young and be accepted into the current the crowd, game but has it's not actually changed yeah, now. Changed. Like people, like I feel not to compare the two because mm. it's two completely different people, mm-hmm. but Molly May's success has been quite quick yeah like she's yeah. kind of and obviously Love she's Island, been on tv she, that's kind of she toppled her. Up, yeah exactly so i feel obviously because she's in the public eye so much she's on tv she's getting papped left right and center obviously her giveaway is probably gonna go they're viral different. and get more they're just different more like, and that's the thing i feel like patricia needs to kind of stay in her that sounds so horrible stay in her lane but it's just the truth like her lane like the break platform is amazing like it's changed like my view on so many things and like i've learned so much from it and that's her niche like she Mm -hmm. just needs to carry on with that but in terms of like trying to be this new age young influence she needs to give it up because it's just not for her anymore like It's it's just not it's not her market. It's not her, mm. like, you know, it's too late for her, unfortunately. And that doesn't mean she can't, she clearly is still making money. Auntie's buying her sixth house or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, just be content. Like, don't start looking everywhere else and mm. lack contentment in what your niche is. Like, yeah. I feel like that's what she's been doing recently. And, and then I feel like the saltiness is coming out in the tweets. Because I know it's there was a problematic better. tweet again recently before the molly may one really um and i can't even remember what she said but it's like yes it was so it was one of those um you know how a lot of the influencers have been doing these videos where they put clothes on and then they they jump into the clothes or something like that yeah yeah yeah. she yeah. tweeted like oh i feel like or it was on her like instagram story she's like we get it you can do it kind of thing and it's like is it because you can't, auntie? Or is it because... Is, it, is that Was that about that video that we saw of her where she was changing clothes? No, it was before then. So then now she went to go do her own changing clothes video and... <laughs> it is well. Redacted. <laughs> it is well. Because I, maybe that's why she was angry at the person who was doing change clothes videos. That's why she was, she was throwing shade because, auntie, your own... Yeah, <laughs> I just I just felt it was... It just came across a bit mean to me. Yeah. 
it was and it's very like, girl. You've done a video with this girl. This girl's young. She's like a kid to you. Like she's young. She's a young girl. Well, like be younger than her. us. She's like twenty two. Twenty one even. She's young. She's oh. very very young. So I just thought like, be happy. Be happy that she's doing well for herself and be you proud. Know. You know, because. Uh, Patricia, you paved the way. Like you're one of the like change the makers. OGs, yeah. So, so just YouTube game. Just be kind. Be kind. That's yeah. all. That's all. That's, that's all we're saying, boy. But um, yeah, that was very interesting. But the ta- the TL didn't have to go in as hard as they went. They did. You know what they're like, though. <laughs> you know what they're like. They didn't the have to do all that. that they was really did not have to do all that. That that's like bullying. You're bullying. Leave her Auntie Pat alone. I'm so done. Oh my oh gosh. God. Yeah. Moving on to the next topic now. We wanted to actually discuss something a little bit different this week. So recently we were having a conversation about whether we think that billionaires should exist. Mm. Um and this is something that a lot of people have gone back and forth about. Um what do you think? I just think it's do you know what? I'm a bit conflicted mm. because I'm very much do you know, I don't even know if I'm a capitalist or a communist mm. because I feel like I have traits of both. Yeah. I feel like there's enough in this world mm-hmm. for everybody to have a decent standard and yeah. quality of life. Yeah. And I feel like every single person on this earth deserves that. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I don't know if I can say that there should not be any such thing as billionaires. Like it's difficult yeah. for me to say that, but then I don't think it's necessary for people to own that much money. Yeah. Having that much income that you will never in a million years be able to spend <laughs> in your lifetime. Ever. ever. Like, even if you were to spend like hundreds and hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. every single day, you, you would never. never go through. Like, for example, if we're going to talk about Jeff Bezos, he's just got a stupid amount of money. And when you're looking his at his bank account, should just say unlimited. Like he's he's got unlimited he money. Yeah. There's nothing like at this point. What I just it just doesn't sit What's right the point? with me. And then you have other people that can't afford to eat, mm. that have no shelter. Mm. Like I know it's a wider issue than just should there be billionaires. Yeah. Like you know, th- there's a lot to unpack here. But I, I just could I be a billionaire if I had that much money? And it's easy to say yeah. when you're not. <laughs> when you don't have it. <laughs> when you don't have it. But maybe, I don't know, maybe like something happens in the brain when you when you start getting yeah. money that you feel like you just need to get more. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I, I, I don't believe billionaires should exist because a billion pounds, like a billion pounds, billion dollars, like you can never count that amount of money. Like it's just mm. there. Like billion, billion, if it shouldn't even be a number, like a trillion, billion, it shouldn't be a number. Like I feel like, multi-millionaire is enough like mm. multi-millionaire is enough because if you're a millionaire you've just hit one million a uh, one million is kind of easy to get rid of quite quickly oh yeah 100%. but multi-millionaire like i feel like that's okay but billionaire i feel like it's ridiculous like i feel like like you said like there's there's no limit to what you can do and buy mm. and all of these things and like you said there's so many people that are kind of needing the world yep why do you then deserve to have that much money but then the counter argument again obviously is you've worked for it like exactly. if you've worked for it why you have should worked it? for it this yeah. is your business like mm-hmm. who is anyone to come to, tell to you, you that and you tell you it. that you can't have your own money that you've worked for yeah it just that also sounds weird to it's me mad. like how are you gonna tell like no it it's, doesn't work it's, that way it's a very and then it's also subjective because you just said that okay multi-million like having like millions is mm-hmm. fine but 
there's some people in this world that thinks that that's excessive. That's not fine, yeah. And that's not okay. It's true. So, I don't know. It's a hard one. It's like, should that they, they should probably be taxed mm. a hell of a lot mm. more like take 80 like, percent yeah what do you mean you can afford it it's true like take a massive chunk mm-hmm. tax them heavily like super super heavily yeah but then I've, where does that money now go does that it immediately go to the poor because that's the problem the system mm, makes it so like even though these people can be billionaires or have how much money they have the money that we then would take away from them, where does it actually go? Into the pockets of other rich people. Exactly. To make them even richer. Exactly. That's it's what just I meant. The, like, cycle. The, the system is so twisted and human beings are so far removed from what we initially mm. were placed on this earth to be. Like, we're just greedy. 100%. We're so, so greedy. 100%. And like, even like, normal everyday people to an extent are so greedy. Yeah. Like, we don't, even to lend friends money, yeah. Like, say your friend actually asked you for a hundred pounds, would you give it to them? I'd think twice. I'm <laughs> exactly. Do you know what? I would. I actually would give it to them. No, 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 hundred percent. Like, if they needed it, yeah, I'd give it to them. I definitely <laughs> ask. Like, what do you need their money for? <laughs> exactly. But it's like we wouldn't like. W- there would be a lengthy thought process. There would definitely. I'll think about it. I'll yeah. be like, oh. <laughs> like, rah, but like, that's like, hundred Like, as soon as we that. hear three digits, we start moving itchy. Like, we start moving like. That's because there's not that much to spare these days. But that's what I'm We're saying. Like, if we were genuinely selfless people, it wouldn't be that hard for us to part with money. Like, mm. I have people who are like, I would never lend a friend money. And for me, that's mad. Like, because if my friend needs money, I'm giving you money. You've like, got, like, I'm giving you money. Like, regardless. Do you know what I mean? That's just how I am in my character. Because how can you call yourself a friend and you're seeing your friend, like, suffering or in trouble? And you've got it. But the difference is if you don't have it. Oh, no, of course. If you don't have it, then you can't. But I feel like a lot of people are just very selfish and it's Mm. kind of a thing where, like, you know, we're just very, like, um, we're very... Self-centred. Self-centred, but there's, like, a... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. There's a a thing, this attitude when it comes to money. This is another thing that we can discuss, I guess, because, like, what do you think about... um, salary transparency because i feel like a lot of people are scared of salary transparency i think Mm. for me personally like i've seen it where like when i even first started my graduate job a couple years ago now one of my friends she literally had different pay to every single one of us we were all getting paid higher than us higher than her Mm. and um she asked and she was asking certain people certain people like no 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 i'm like i don't feel comfortable saying what we're making yeah then me and like five of my other friends were like this is how much we're making she was like what she was like i'm getting less than everyone and she Mm. called up hr and she told them and then they raised it but if we'd all been like, nah, sorry, not telling, then you feel know. uncomfortable, you wouldn't know. And it's like, why do we think that saying our salaries will then make it so that someone's going to steal our money? Like, no one's stealing your money. Like, but you know what? I think sometimes it comes from <clears throat> not even that. Like, it's more embarrassment yeah. to be, like, earning so much lower than, like, the rest of your peers. Yeah. And it can come, like, it can make you kind of feel some type of way, like, yeah. oh, I'm doing this and you're doing that and you're getting mm-hmm. so much more than mm-hmm. me. And I think, I definitely agree with you. I think it's something that we should definitely speak about more often. But it's so, because like when I think about it with like my friends, we all do things that are completely different. different. And obviously in the industry, the salary will like, it varies. Mm -hmm. 
So, but I think there's like, obviously you know what the average salary mm-hmm. is. So you can kind of work out if you're like being, yeah. <laughs> if you're being taken the mick out yeah. of or not. But I think it's really important to kind of research what is average for your industry yeah. specifically and what someone of your year's experience, yeah. your qualifications should be getting paid. Yeah. I don't know, which is weird when it comes to money. I think it's so strange. And like, everyone's rich, like, apparently, on Twitter. So it's just like... Everyone's on 100k plus. Everyone's on 150k. Everyone. Every- like, <laughs> everyone's driving music, like, everyone. Everyone! Really? Wow, it's actually mad. Like, I'm literally the only person that's not on 100k. Like, I like, wish. I'm, like, I remember I saw one tweet where someone was just like, oh, if you're not... What was it? It was something like... If you're not earning at least 40k, you can't <laughs> eat at Hakkasan. <laughs> I was like, sir, what? sir, what you're gonna do is go back home. Cause what you talking about? Nah, I, I don't know what it is. And especially, do you know what? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'm gonna be a bit woke here, maybe fake quick. You guys can tell me. Um, but I think a lot of black people have a mm-hmm. struggle mindset. Like we're stuck in struggle. Mm-hmm. So we're stuck in slavery of thinking that. My 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 mine it's gonna it's gonna be taken away. Mm. I feel like a lot of people that think that their money's gonna be taken away from them. And I don't know why we I think we have this mindset. I think it roots down to slavery, colonization, all of these things because so much has been taken away from us that mm-hmm. we're very kind of territorial. And I know in a lot of West African cultures, parents are like, oh, you mustn't discuss this thing. You can't tell this thing. Like, mm. or even our parents, like, as growing up, when you get money for your birthday, your mum takes it away from you and she doesn't give it to you. So we constantly have this, like, fear of something being taken away mm-hmm. from us. So I think that is why we have this mindset of, like... Um, you know, I mustn't tell anyone, mm-hmm. evil eye, you know, people will be jealous, they'll call my employers, they'll do this, do do that. So you, you start getting like kind of, you start having this kind of, I don't know, this this weird attitude towards mm-hmm. money, this weird attitude towards like lending people money, this weird attitude of being transparent about money, like mm-hmm. um, even in relationships, like if you start dating someone or like being with someone, mm-hmm. do you think that you would tell them how much you earn? yeah yeah like obviously at a certain stage like i don't know like i wouldn't just be telling actually obviously people don't don't just go up to people be like oh how much you earn but like yeah i feel like it's i don't know why it seems like such a personal question like okay and i think it's only as as i get further into my career and further into like life i realize that it's not as personal as we've been taught to think that it is Mm. because really and truly it can be such a powerful tool like when you collectively kind of know the salaries and industries even cross industries like at Mm -hmm. different levels because you can start demanding more you can start understanding like not even i i I can get why it will make certain people feel inferior if you are making less Mm -hmm. but then it can kind of inform you as to okay if i do want to do something different with my career mm-hmm. and i want to go here i know my friend makes 50k here then maybe i is something Cons- yeah you know I hear you. like i feel like it's kind of inspiring like mm. i feel like we should change the narrative of like oh uh, like feeling inferior to more like oh wow like mm-hmm. i can be i can be there kind of thing especially amongst friends and like people mm-hmm. that are close to you mm-hmm. i don't think it should be a secret or no. something to be guarded yeah but i feel like do you know what it is as well? We live in a very competitive um, generation as well. Everyone's mm, trying to one up each other. Exactly, that's what it is. <sighs> Everyone's trying to own the house by, that's the, what by it is. the time they're sixteen and earn more than this person. <laughs> and yeah, like that's literally what. Because you can't go hack a sound. 
Because <laughs> if you can't Until go Until you're on 60k, apparently. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit annoying. Like, I think is. money is a very interesting topic and i think because we weren't taught financial literacy from a very young age this is where it stems that's from. why there's a lot of illiteracy around that area it's like an uncomfortable sort of topic to discuss yeah so people kind of embellish or don't want to say anything yeah because they want people to assume they have this lifestyle that they yeah. don't have but because you know selfridges be renting clothes now child oh, Lord. <laughs> it's all mad it's all mad but um we were gonna also discuss life after university yeah i feel like this has been i don't know it's something that i've wanted to discuss for ages because i know everyone's got such different experiences Mm -hmm. of how their life has been um after graduation after graduating so zoida how's life been the ghetto (laughs) really do you know what yeah i feel like i've had a very up and down experience from like when i graduated Mm -hmm. i feel like when i graduated i was one of the lucky ones like before my final exams i had secured a graduate job Mm -hmm. like i knew where i was going um i knew the career that i wanted to get into then i started working (laughs) and i was like (laughs) Lord, is this Jesus, I don't God, like it. <laughs> is this is this what we discussed? Like, is this is this where I'm supposed to be? Mm. Um, and it kind of was not really what I expected. It mm. wasn't really what you know I thought I wanted. And I stayed in my graduate job for like a year and a half. I fell into really deep depression due to work. Like, mm. I was at the point where I was just giving up on life. And it's mad how much you lose structure when you go into the working world. Like, mm. you th- like you've got a job and you have your 95 and you know what you're doing, but I just know what it is about, like, the school life and, you know, being in education. Everything's laid out for you. You know mm-hmm. what comes next. Exactly. Like, you clearly know what's coming next. You have that security. Even though you need stressful, you know, okay, I'm doing this exam and then this is the thing that happens next. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. when you're in the working world, it's kind of like you're just left in the wild. Like, you have the rest of your life Mm -hmm. to go and you're figuring it out and for me that was very overwhelming and then when I realized I didn't like my grad job comparison kicked in so what we were talking about like kind of like salaries and stuff like that it's like Mm. I see all my friends doing banking all of these good like massive jobs I'm doing a good job like I'm in tech but I'm really hating it Mm. and in the back of my mind I'm thinking I think I want to do something more creative I think I want to go out and do my own business and blah 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 but then there's like two voices in my head. No, you can't because you need to keep on this corporate ladder. You need to maintain this lifestyle and do X, Y, Z. But then there's the depression and the unhappiness and the the just sadness and confusion. Mm. Um, so yeah, <laughs> life after uni was not a joke for me. I feel like now I'm in a place where, you know, I'm going to do my postgraduate. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about that. And I, I've stopped caring. Like I've stopped mm. caring about too looking too much into the future. Yep. I put my mind more in the present, and um, 
I'm just excited for every day as it comes while yeah. I'm trying to be. That's what I'm working on. Um, because it's very easy to get lost and it's very easy to look at these people on Twitter that are making 180K <laughs> and think you're lacking and look mm. at your peers getting married, buying houses. And you're not there well. yet. And yeah. it's okay. Like, it is actually okay. Everyone's, like, path is different. Completely different. So different. But what about you? Like, what is your... after Um, uni experience do you know what similar to you I Mm. was very very fortunate to have already secured a job before graduating so I'm telling you like (laughs) it's not a joke um so I never want to take that for granted because I am so thankful for that and I feel like on a whole it has actually been quite positive it's been okay I've kind of always known what I want to do yeah I've had like not not literally to the T, but I've had an idea of where I want to go and the sort of things that I want to accomplish, the yeah. industry that like where I want like what I want to grow in, etc. Um, I think what's difficult for me is the industry that I want to work in. Yeah. Um, because I know the role mm-hmm. that I want to do. Yeah. But establishing what there. industry is mm-hmm. the best to be in is yeah. something that I've found quite difficult. So I've kind of just been like testing the waters over the last few years so i'm currently working in tech right now mm-hmm. before that i was in beauty who knows yeah. where i'm gonna be next like it's also different <laughs> girl but, it, but it's okay and i think yeah. that's the amazing part of it that you're so young when you get mm-hmm. out of uni so it's young. okay to change your mind so, so it's young. okay to like experiment and move around and all of this stuff like it's actually okay 100 percent. and i feel like both of our examples are quite similar in the sense that, like, you know, we were lucky enough to find, um, like, graduate roles yeah. before even graduating. Yeah. But some people, that's not their experience. Yeah. And they find it so, so much harder. And I think I was watching a girl's um, YouTube, like, she kind of documented her after uni experience. And it was so, like, I don't know, I just felt so bad for her yeah. because she found it really, really difficult to get a job. And I think it was a like a couple, like years after mm-hmm. graduating that yeah. she managed to secure wow. one. And I think she found like things in between that. Like yeah. I think she went into retail, etc. But you could just kind of tell that she wasn't happy. Yeah. And then she had to kind of watch all of her friends getting jobs. And, yeah. you know, on the, on the um, ladder to like get into the top yeah. of their careers. Yeah. But she wasn't able to do that. Yeah, and I think it's important to. And a degree doesn't guarantee you a job. I think that's something. No, that's it so doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. Know, and I don't yeah. think a lot of people knew that no. when doing ah, their degree. We thought that it was just. It will just come. I can't explain to you how naive <laughs> I was. Like, oh, I mean, it's difficult for me to <laughs> say because I actually had a job before graduating, yeah. but it wasn't but see, easy. Yeah, I, no, and I was doing a lot behind the scenes. Exactly. And like from second year, I was applying. Yeah. So I, like it was, it wasn't and just some like people don't an know easy that thing. You have to do that. Exactly. Like for me personally, like I was lucky enough to do a placement year as part of my degree. Mm-hmm. But even that, like I wish I started from first year. First year, you can do spring weeks yep. and, you know, go to the, like do work experience in the summer. Like, you know, do all of these things. You don't mm. realize how much extra, yep. like, to do because even like so basically when I first wanted to start out my career I wanted to get into investment banking mm-hmm. and um banks like Barclays and JP Morgan they start you from 
first year so you do spring weeks and stuff like that Mm -hmm. i know someone who secured her graduate job from a spring week that she did in first year so she didn't have to reapply she just from first year she secured her grad job but if you don't have that knowledge in first year Mm -hmm. and you don't know spring week you know summer internship this 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 Mm -hmm. you can be on the back foot because basically the people that start from first year they take 80% of the jobs. Yeah. Then there's 20% left for brand new people that are applying at exactly. the end of the university. And then you're 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 from the bunch that are like the creme de la creme. Mm-hmm. Not saying that you're not the creme de la creme, but it could be one tiny thing that picks them over you. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And even just getting work experience in different sectors from the beginning of yeah. university so that you know, this really isn't for me. And mm-hmm. you can actually just weed it out from the beginning. Because once you finish uni and you get into that dream career, Mm -hmm. it's not always the dream. It really isn't. (laughs) It's like it really, really isn't. And I think sometimes it takes actually working in that specific role to see that this isn't what I wanted, like whatsoever. At all. But no, it is. It is hard, and I feel like I especially feel sorry for the graduates that have just graduated oh, yeah. because I mean, look at what they're coming into. Honestly. There's how many of us like struggling with work as um, it is and they're coming into the job, mar- like trying to find jobs yeah. and the job market is so unsteady yeah. and unstable as it is. It's so like crazy. there's people who have lost their jobs, been made redundant, yeah. on furlough, like so many things. It's crazy. It's actually crazy. So, man, it's, if it's really I was, tough. Nah, if I was to give the current graduates and even myself when I graduated one piece of advice it will be to upskill like Mm. upskill as much as you can do some extracurricular stuff there's like amazing websites such as like Udemy Mm -hmm. um, where you can like pick up courses and loads of different things you know um, speak to people on LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn's become a bit saturated now and it's it sometimes not it very has. good for its initial purpose, but find people that are doing things that you're interested in and just form mm. relationships. Like, I think the one thing that if I had have known before I came into the workplace was to know that relationships are more important than anything on your CV. Networking. Like, anything. Networking. Like, <gasps> do you know, I think when I, I was, I did this leadership program, um, I think it's like a couple of years ago, yeah. like a year ago. Yeah. And, I think the statistic was uh, like 60% or 65% of jobs are found by just networking networking. word of mouth. Yeah. Rather than applying, like seeing the job online and applying for it. Like it's crazy. Like you people will remember someone that you know. Yeah. It's mad. Yeah. It's so, so mad. It's got such a big impact. So meet the right people, make an impression on people. Mm -hmm. Don't, you know, count people out, discount people early Mm. because of like, you know, differences like Mm -hmm. literally like even your peers like your peers like one thing that Issa Rae said recently was that cross networking is so much more valuable than up um horizontal vertical than (laughs) vertical horizontal networking is so much more beneficial than vertical networking because sometimes Mm. you think you need someone that's already in the job and someone that is above you but no sometimes network across your peers like you don't know how valuable that can Mm. be and how much you guys can feed into each other and help each other and you never know you might be sitting next to your business partners your fellow board people like you Mm -hmm. know in the future or like even someone who went to your university could be doing something that you're interested in and they they pull you together you you get there do you know what i mean so networking that would be my like biggest thing like network 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 Mm. keep relationships strong you know and um 
be strong. Be, be strong. strong. You've got to be. It's tough. It's, it's tough. so tough. I was going to say, what would be like a word of advice you would give to people who might be struggling to find a job right now? Um, yeah, I think I think it'll be the same thing, the upskilling. Like mm-hmm. literally just keep upskilling um, and make sure that you're documenting that upskilling. So again, like I said, LinkedIn has become a bit annoying at the moment, but just put everything that you're doing on there. Like, mm. you know, do courses in like coding and things like that, depending obviously on your... Um, like what job you're looking to get into but i would say remain faithful always just continue to pray over it honestly honestly Um, but yeah yeah. what what would be your like last piece of advice for anyone that's kind of looking at the moment um i would say try not to always take the traditional route like sometimes you need to it's not always the jobs that are advertised that are available sometimes you need to just write down a list of companies and start sending emails Mm -hmm. find the people like who are on the hr team email them start going to networking events start like try and exactly try and like figure out different ways and just traditional oh i've seen this application and i'm going to apply because i think there's, there might be two, three hundred people doing that same thing, but yeah. only one person who's actually bothered to email it's someone true. and the job true. has appeared for them. It's true. So that would that's what I'd say. Good luck, guys, man. It's difficult, it's but God is here. faithful. And anything that is for you will not pass you by. Amen. Amen to that. So have a lovely week, guys. And we will be back soon. See you in our next episode. Well, hear you in our next episode. <laughs> Bye, Bye, guys. Bye.